Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. And I want to uh, thank all of you who are listening online. I get, I, I have evidence that many, many are listening online and many of you know that uh, you have a spiritual shepherd here that you've had for many years and you listen in. I know people in other states and we thank you and I pray for you every day. Matthew 16, Father, we ask you that by your spirit you would make this word penetrate our hearts. We thank you that there's life in this word, that your spirit anointed it, preserved it. We ask you to release the spirit of truth and power on this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Interestingly enough, chapter 14 and in chapter 15, we hear about great and mighty miracles. Um, when Jesus was teaching and, and, and preaching, there would be thousands gathered. And sometimes in Jewish culture, they only counted or gave an account of the men. And uh, in one case, there was 5,000. In another case, 4,000. And there was they were hungry, they were, they were weak from sitting there for a long time. You think I'm long-winded. They, they, Jesus had great compassion on them. And uh, on two occasions recently, before we get to 16, Jesus had said to his disciples, I want them uh, to be fed. And the disciples looked in their pockets and said, how are we going to do that? There are not even, there's nothing open um, on one occasion, the disciples said, um, you want us to spend the money that's in the ministry treasury and buy food for these thousands. Well, just think about that for just a minute. If there were 5,000 men, and um, Phil, you know this, that most Jewish families had multiple children, and uh, there were... 15 or 20,000 people there easily. And remember what Jesus said when they said, how are we going to do that? Their question was how. Jesus' question was what? Now think about that for just a minute. That's something for you today. Because you may be saying, how am I ever going to resolve this? How is this ever going to change? And Jesus said, what but the what was what do you have stop focusing on what you wish you had and bring what you do have to me that's a word for me and you today stop thinking about what you wish you had thinking that would be the solution to all your problems and start focusing on what you do have that you can yield and to surrender to him and he can multiply it. He's the same God. 
chapter 16, we find that he had spoken and called a group of the religious leaders hypocrites. And in verse 5, we see, when the disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to him, to them, take heed and beware of the leaven, that special agent that makes bread, bread, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So they had a little discussion among themselves, verse 7, and they said, hey, is it because we didn't take any bread? <laughs> and Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. Why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand and remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and the, how many baskets you took up and the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand? I'm not talking to you about physical bread. I'm telling you to beware of the leaven, the teaching, the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understand that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine, the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. <laughs> Here's the point right there. We don't see the problem right. They thought the problem was a shortage of bread. Having just seen the miraculous power of Jesus to provide where there looked to be no way. So here's a question for you and for me today. What is it that's on your plate right now that seems so big that it's got you absorbed and you don't know what in the world you're going to do? Here's what Jesus would say to me and to you. Have you forgotten how I've come through for you over and over and over again? Have you forgotten even when it required it, the miracles that I did for you over and over? And so you think that with, in the context of all that I've done for you that I'll abandon you now. We have a perspective problem, don't we, saints? How easy it is for the next thing that comes up, the next little issue that raises its head in our lives, in our bodies, in our business, in our families. Uh-oh, we're done now. And the Lord would say to us, don't forget. Don't, don't forget what I've done in the past. Many of you know that a lot of times our problem is we see the wrong problem. Do you know, if you're trying to solve the wrong problem, you're only going to make it worse, right? You've heard my testimony many, many, many times. <laughs> 30 years ago, I was in great labor and distress when we were just out of resources as the ministry couldn't pay attention we, we we couldn't pay bills we couldn't do anything and I was crying out to the Lord over and over again we need some bread <laughs> and the Spirit of God said to me so kindly but very emphatically you don't have a money problem 
you have a fear problem. I wonder if I could be speaking to somebody else today. We think we, we got our problems wrong. We think the problem is that husband or that wife or that family or that issue or that business or that bank account. And God says, you're looking in the wrong place for the problem. The solution to the problems on the inside, not out there. Jesus said, the problem with you guys is not the shortage of bread, it's the shortage of your faith. That's what the Lord said to me 30 years ago and changed my whole perspective. I had the wrong problem. God began to reveal to me, wait, wait. So you think that the God of all heaven and every resource can't meet your need. That fear is based in your unbelief. We see the wrong problem. You know, we may be... Um, <laughs> Well, let's see what he did. Verse 13, when he came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do, who do men say? See, now that was quite a question because remember, they'd been out there mixing and mingling with groups of thousands. And so there was all kind of uh, opinions about who this Jesus is. And so Jesus said, well, who do they, who, what's going on? What's, what's the media saying out there? And they said, well, some are saying you're John the Baptist. You, you came back in the body of John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah and Jeremiah or one of the prophets who's come back. But he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say? Can I ask you a question today? Who do you say that he is? Is he Lord? Is he Lord of every fabric of your being? Is he Lord of your business, your practice, your ministry? Is he Lord of your house? Is he Lord of your family? But most of all, is he Lord of you? You can't control him being Lord over other people. But if you'll cooperate with him, he will use you to draw others into the love of God. Making demands on somebody brings resistance. Operating in the love of God draws. One repels. One draws. I said one repels and one draws. Oh, Jesus, may we surrender to the love of God. Our perspective can get way off. What issue do you have right now that's just tearing your life apart? Just on your plate all the time. Do you know, do you really know that you can't fix it? 
I don't know about you, but sometimes when I've got wrestled to the ground and things that I can't fix, the Lord has told me that it wasn't about his inability or unwillingness to fix my issues. It was because without really knowing it, I was adamant on fixing it my way. You've got to surrender that. We have to surrender to the Lord our agenda to have it fixed our way. I can't fix it, but I can cooperate with the Lord who can fix it. Okay, so Jesus says, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. Now, don't let that slip by you. The Christ, Christos, that was the anointed one. The Messiah. You are the anointed one, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You are all that can be seen of the invisible God. You are God in human flesh. When we see you, we see God. You are the anointed one. You are God in human flesh. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed, supernaturally blessed are you, Simon, bar, son of Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven has revealed to you that I am the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Do you say you believe in Jesus, that he's the anointed one, but you still believe that it's up to you to control and manipulate and fix everything? What a temptation that is for all of us. Sometimes I'm reticent to really let go of things and surrender it because I don't think he'll resolve it the way I want it to be resolved. Can anybody say I'm with you, Pastor? Well, four of us have sinned and we've confessed it. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. Blessed are you. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father, it's revelation from God. Oh, God, give revelation that you are the anointed one, the Lord of all. You are God. That revelation. And that revelation brings peace and it and it gives you the peace that God's got this God's got this oh you're just missing a little breath oh, God got this he can handle it he can handle it did you know that God that the Lord redeemed you first and foremost the Lord redeemed you to be his daughter be his son to have fellowship with him do you know that your first responsibility is to walk in intimate fellowship with your father your first responsibility is not to be the greatest husband or the greatest wife that's ever been your first and foremost responsibility is intimate fellowship with the Lord who loves you Don't forget that your first responsibility is to be an intimate daughter or son with your heavenly father. 
You don't think he can shut the mouth of your enemies? You think it's up to you to do that? You can't fix it, but if you'll cooperate with him, he'll take care of it. Hallelujah. He can handle it. But I want you to notice something else. Oh, by the way, God's not only the, 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 the Lord of the miraculous. He's the Lord of the mundane, like needing some bread for lunch. They saw miracles and believed, man, he can do miracles, but they couldn't believe he would come in the mundane. Even though Jesus said, I know you need all these things. I know you need clothing. I know you need food. I know you need transportation. I know you need all these things. But seek first my way of doing things, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first what I want. Seek first my desire and the way I operate, and I'll add these things to you. But I want us to see here what Jesus said to Simon, son of John. Oh, boy, this is powerful. Look at verse 18. Now that you've said that, Peter, I want to say to you, you are Peter, Petros, a, a stone. A rock. Can I ask you something? Did Simon always act like a rock? Did he? In fact, we're going to see a few verses later next week. But we're going to see a few verses later, don't get nervous, that Simon, Jesus was calling Simon something that he knew he was going to become, not what he was acting like that day. You need to speak to your sons and your daughters and your loved ones and your employees. You need to speak to people what you know God is, is, is saying about them and what they're going to become, not how they're acting today. Well, they need to be called out. Yes, but they need to be called up also. good preaching right there brother. when you got called up it changed your life you didn't have to stay where you were somebody called you up and said you can do this and painted you a picture of what you could become Petros, you are a rock, and on this rock, get this now, on, you are Petros, and on this Petra, I'm going to build my church. Now, many of our Catholic brothers and sisters, and I have great respect for them, we have many who are in the in Steve Franklin Ministries, and I'm grateful for them, and I have high respect for them. Their teaching is that Peter himself is the rock. He is the original leader of the church. He is the 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 rock. The and he may be. But here's 
Here's how I see it, and you ask the Spirit of God how He wants you to see it. On this, you are Petros, and on this Petra, this rock, I will build my church. I believe that what Jesus was saying is this rock on which I will build my church is the revelation that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. That I am the anointed one. That I am God in human flesh. That I am the Lord from heaven come to earth. I believe that what Jesus was saying is I'm going to build my church is on the revelation that I am the Son of the living God. I am Lord. The revela- Once we get revelation that Jesus is Lord of you and me and the church, now we're getting somewhere. The one in whom, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The one in whom all authority of the Godhead, oh my. The revelation I will build my church on the revelation that I am the Lord. I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. And notice, when we get revelation of who he is and what he's really like, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. A gate is a defensive weapon. A gate don't go out there and fight somebody. You know what Jesus is saying? He's saying when we get revelation of who our Lord is, no demon of hell can stop us from taking the ground that belongs to our Lord. That gate won't prevail. And in this context, that term was used to talk about death. Even death will not separate you, my church. Even death won't separate. Death can't have a hold on you. Death can't, not even death can take, put a hold on you. Death will not prevail. Death did not prevail on Julia D's mama, Amari's grandmama. Death didn't prevail. Couldn't hold her. Death couldn't hold Jim and Carson Sumter. Death couldn't hold Jim and Jan LaCroix. Death couldn't hold Lucy Birch. Death couldn't hold Mary Castile. Death couldn't hold Bryant Franklin. The revelation that I am Lord even over death, it will not prevail. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there. Revelation. Oh, God, give us greater revelation of the Lord Jesus. And he says in verse 19, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You can approach heaven because of the revelation of who I am. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. 
And whatever you shall bind on the earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. God has the power, and we have the responsibility. Do you have revelation that you have power, authority in the anointed one, in Jesus, who has authority over even death itself, and that you, as a believer in him, in his name, with the keys he gives you, which is the revelation of who he is, I said the key is the revelation of who he is and that nothing can stop him. Do you know that you have the authority on the earth to loose and bind? Now some people have gotten out of bounds with that. And they don't see this in the context and they don't see it in, in, in the, the, the health and the balance of all of Scripture. What is Jesus saying here? See, some people have gotten out there and say, well, I'm just going to, in the name of Jesus, I just loose me a new car. No, I, I'm being serious. There's some people into that kind of nonsense. I'm just going to loose, I'm going to loose the, the Georgia lottery in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to bind up this boss from having the right to tell me what to do. No, now that's out of bounds. What is he talking about? He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom's agenda. I'm going to give you the authority in my name to bind and loose with the kingdom of heaven's agenda. That includes the opposition of spiritual agents that are against you, and it means that you have the ability in faith to release the kingdom of God's agenda into that situation. This is not about my comfort or your comfort. This is about the agenda of the kingdom of God. This is not about me getting my way. This is about seeing the kingdom of God work and the Lord have his way. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I believe that you love, I believe that you love my son, my daughter. And in prayer right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirits of deceit of destruction, I bind the, the spirits that are attacking my loved one in the name of Jesus. Now that's a legitimate prayer. Well, I don't know if I'd be that bold. That's because you don't have revelation of who he is and what he told you you could do. I release in the name of Jesus, Lord, 
I release that loved one, that person that you've put in, in my way. I, put, I release them, Father, from all of the shame and the guilt and the, and, and the damage that has been done in their life. And I ask you to intervene by the power of your blood that you would bring healing and restoration. That's legitimate release. It's a kingdom agenda. And we are called and assigned by God to get revelation of who He is and revelation of who we are and to work under the direction of the Spirit of God and the Word of God on behalf not just of ourselves but on behalf of those God has called us to intercede for. Binding and releasing is something that you do in prayer. Jesus said, I've given you those keys when you get revelation of who I am. So, maybe if we understood this, maybe you should go a little farther than just saying, Lord, would you please help my son, my daughter, my family, my business, my maybe you should go a little farther and under the Spirit's direction for the kingdom of God's agenda. Maybe you should say, Lord, I bind that spirit of deception that has got my loved one following in darkness. In the name, what? In the name and under the authority of Jesus Christ. The devil will laugh at you if you don't do it in the name of Jesus, but he will bound, but he will flee. In the name of Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you get revelation of this, you're going to have to go into some deeper waters because there are all kind of needs out there that need the prayer of faith over them and for people to get understanding that they can intercede with authority. When you get revelation of who he is and what he can do and what he has told you, you can have the keys of the kingdom of heaven, then, then you're going to be called not to a life of, of, of just comfort, but a life of intercession and, and spiritual warfare and victories in the name of Jesus. It is given, this binding and loosing, authority, listen, authority is given for the purpose of spiritual, to defeat spiritual enemies and to enhance, to bring to bear the kingdom authority of Jesus on the earth. Amen. Lord, thank you for the authority. And help us to realize that we need greater revelation of who you are as Lord. Give us greater revelation that there are things that we can't fix. We can't even fix ourselves. But we can surrender to you. 
and can surrender to you. Now next week I'm going to show you from the scriptures how this can get out of whack and then how it can be brought back in line in power. Look forward to that. Let's bow our heads. Lord, give us greater revelation. Give us revelation, Lord, that Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that there's nothing impossible for You. Forgive us for thinking and acting like we can fix it. We can't even fix ourselves, Lord. Forgive us, O oh God, for wanting our own agenda above your agenda. Forgive us for our unbelief because what we see today makes us forget how you have intervened and done mighty things, hallelujah, in the past. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for all the ways that you've shown yourself strong on our behalf. Thank you for your love and provision and your intervention on our behalf. Forgive us, oh God, for letting today's issue cause us to forget and to wonder and to worry about what we're going to do instead of turning to you and walking in surrender. And give us revelation, Lord, that as we walk in surrender to you, then we'll walk in authority. Thank you that you're doing things way beyond our wants and desires and our own agendas. We submit to you, God. Do it your way. Give us the grace to trust and obey. To trust and obey. Let your spirit do its mighty work through the word implanted. We ask you for greater revelation of you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And all the people said, sure good to be back with you. We'll see you next Sunday. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.